Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Shoxies Podcast. Today, I have two guests, and one of them is a returning guest, and one of them is someone completely new. So, I suppose, uh, so the returning guest is Carnage Cards, big, big, awesome friend of the show, and no, I'm not trying to say he's fat or anything. Don't worry. That wasn't the intention of saying big, big. Uh, and then the next one is Rose Emoji, who hello, hello. is the new, uh, he's the he's the new kid on the block for this podcast, as we say, in this podcast, because I just said it, and I'm talking out my ass now, so don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, hi, Rose. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Well, we should do an intro for I'm really, really happy to be be the new kid on the block. Um, yeah, really excited to be here. Sweet. Um, so, uh, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Rose Emoji is the the big man on campus in the Plain Pioneer Circle. He he's the one who's really got it all going, and it's really awesome. <laughs> and I just took over who you are. So that's, uh, tell us a little bit about, about yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I get nervous. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm Rose Emoji. Uh, I'm the, the publisher of playingpioneer.com and playingexplorer.com. Um, I started the website, uh, on my own a while ago, uh, January of, well, not a while ago, January of this year, I guess. <laughs> It was only uh, months and, ago. That's pretty long. Yeah, it was only eight months ago. And then I uh, just approached everyone that um, I I loved watching on the internet uh, <laughs> and listening to on podcasts and um, and asked if they would would kind of join. And they all did. And now all of my favorite content creators are here. And um, it's it's been wild. I am huh. surrounded by greatness on a regular basis. That's crazy. So uh, to kind of to go away from the heartwarming bit of that, because that that was uh, that's awesome. Uh, when did you first start playing Pioneeros? Uh, I I'm kind of a not baby. the website. I, I started <laughs> yeah yeah actually <laughs> playing the format Pioneer. Exactly. Um, I I only started in uh, October of 2021 playing oh, Pioneer. Nice. Um, before that I had played a lot of standard, mm -hmm. um, from, from th only from throne of Eldrain on, I say a lot of standard because I did it all on arena where I can play like 500 matches a week. Um, but, but yeah, I, I started playing magic during, um, uh, Zendikar mm -hmm. and original Battle Zendikar? Zendikar. Oh, sorry. Oh, Battle for no, Zendikar. No, that's and, uh, uh, took a took a break for a little while and played like a bunch of other card games and I came back to Magic during Throne of Eldraine, um, started playing Standard and then I found Pioneer like right before the the uh, the first batch of Challenger decks came out mm -hmm. and I I just went to my store and I was like fire this format please uh, so I can so I can buy a Challenger deck and upgrade it and feel good about doing it. And they were like, "Yeah, we we don't think we can we can get that that format to fire." So I like just brought three friends um, who also bought Challenger decks, and well, two of them did. One of them has had been playing Vance Spirits and Pioneer uh, since the dawn of time. 
Um, but, uh, but we just sat there every, every week until two more people showed up and then we were able to fire it for the first time. And then since then it's been going every week. Now we're up to like 24 people. Um, oh, nice. Every week playing pioneer on paper. Yeah. That, that's awesome. That's, that, that's pretty impressive. Like 24, like my, the last LGS I went to that played pioneer. Cause before it shut down, we only had like seven people and I was like, wow, there's so many pioneers here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's wow. tough. It's Four tough to get the, we spent a lot of time trying to convert some commander players. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that was never, never really successful. Mm. You know, they, they, uh, it's, it's a different, obviously a different format, but also like an entirely different mentality when all you've played is commander. And then like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You play as a constructed format, six oh, card yeah. constructed. It feels so limiting. You're like, why don't I have all the answers for everything in my deck? <laughs> yeah, right. Why isn't my opponent listening to me when I say, don't worry about me. I'm not a threat right now. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, so what would you say, just to, so that to get the listeners to understand a little more about you, what would you say is your favorite Pioneer deck, Rose? Uh, like ever is mm-hmm. is uh Rakdos arcanist mm-hmm. um obviously not not super playable lately i've been trying right. it in explorer still obviously but uh not not too great there either um yeah but so so recently i've been i i played Rakdos midrange for a while after arcanist kind of fell off of the competitive uh tier mm. Um, and I, I don't know, it's, it's very good, obviously. And I, mm-hmm. I do well when I play Rakdos midrange, like at my FNMs and, and on Moto, but like, I don't know, I don't love playing it. Um, what I've liked, yeah. liked playing recently is mono blue spirits, um, Abzan humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and at FNMs, I really like to bring like fires of invention, Grixis decks. Not like oh, nice. treachery, transmogrify, just like ah. planeswalker, super friends stuff. Oh, those are always fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, if people, yeah, that's Rose emoji. He writes a ton of fun stuff on playing Explorer and playing Pioneer, and so yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And then. Uh, so now to the main topic of today, which uh, is a little bit different from what I normally do. Well, today we are going to be doing uh, something pretty fun. We all brought lists of cards we thought would really be really fun to reprint into Pioneer. Well, we, we didn't all think they'd be fun. Uh, there might be some bad <laughs> Us personally. Uh, and then we also uh, have a little special thing afterwards that we were going to do. But let's just start with this one. Uh, who wants to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, so that's it. Uh, as uh, Bridger was saying, uh, we each brought five cards that we thought would be fun reprints uh, into the format. We all obviously used our own criteria and what we thought. Um, my first card that I think would be really, really good, it kind of ties into my last time being on here, is Goblin Engineer. Okay. Uh, Goblin Engineer is a two mana, one, two uh, goblin, obviously. Uh uh, when he enters the battlefield, you can search your library for an artifact card, put it into your graveyard, then shuffle your library. 
He also has an activated ability, which is uh, one mountain, tap him, sacrifice an artifact, and then return an artifact with converted mana cost three or less from the graveyard to the battlefield. Um, I think that in general, he is a very, very powerful card in the formats that he does play in. I think in Pioneer specifically, he would not really do anything all that insanely powerful um, with his activated ability, as we don't have that many like game-breaking uh, three mana or less artifacts. But I, as I said on the last podcast I was on, I think he would do wonders for the Greasefang decks as he would allow them to put a Parhelion into the graveyard on turn two, guaranteed, and mm-hmm. then the turn three uh, Greasefang. So I thought it was a card that would really help out that um, archetype. Uh, and I don't think it would be, you know, oppressive in any way. Nice. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with that. It, it seems like it could be a really fun addition to, like, Mardu. And I think that since it doesn't have, it, it doesn't really have access to blue Mardu, it wouldn't be as oppressive as it could be if uh, Goblin Engineer was probably uh, blue, because it would make it way worse. I mean, Mardu's there. That could be said about most cards. If they were yeah. blue, they would probably just be better than better than they are historically. Exactly. Um, I, I think the main thing is that it doesn't have any crazy like artifact synergy mm-hmm. in like some formats where you know it's going back getting free moxes and getting um, trinospheres and yeah. like really big hate cards like that. I mean, in Pioneer, the most it's going to get is like like a dampening sphere, Wrath right. Figures Cage, which you know is nothing too crazy. So I think it would be a fun card uh, yeah. to bring into the format. Yeah, that's that sounds. I would agree with that. Sweet, uh, Rose. What was yours? Your your number five. Yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, these aren't in any particular order for me. Um, yeah. But I I'm gonna start with the land. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with with ancient ziggurat. Okay. Uh, that one's a good which one. Which is which is a, an uncommon tap. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Spend this mana only to play creature spells. Um, nice. Like like. Carnage said it's it feels fair um it feels like it wouldn't completely break anything in pioneer at least to me mm. um because the the multicolor creature decks just aren't really uh like oppressive in the format at all mm. um and yeah that, that's that's what i'd like to see i'd like to see a, a boon to to multicolor uh Multicolor decks in general, but mo- more specifically, creature decks. Yeah, that, that, I think that would be a good addition. Yeah, I think so. I think it would. I mean, it would give humans the uh, nine through twelve that casts mm-hmm. <laughs> that casts any color for them, which is really right. really good. But I, I I do agree. I think it would help out, um, which is something in general Pioneer is missing is something to help those aggro decks. Mm-hmm. Um, like we don't really get to see any cool zoo decks or anything like that because we don't have uh, the gruel fast lands which yeah. just kind of make the mana base really really difficult and if you don't want to commit to printing all the fast lands at least ancient ziggurat can do its best pseudo uh, copper line gorge so I think it's really cool uh, I also wanted to say I, I think it's, it would be good because it it doesn't it can't cast Coco, so it wouldn't be overpowerful like you're just like casting creature spells on curve perfectly, and then you cast a Coco because since it can't, it would just be you would have to wait till like turn five to cast it, which I think could be fair. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Sweet, and I, I guess I'm next. My number five is I think Kitchen Finks would be pretty fun in Pioneer, and Kitchen Finks is a 
it's a one white uh green one white green uh for a three two with that when it enters the battlefield uh it, you gain two life and it has persist which is if it dies put a negative one negative one counter and return it to the battlefield on it and return it to the battlefield yeah I, I just think it'd be fun it it's a three drop creature that's not too powerful but it just does enough thing and it does it efficiently so no, it's it, it, it's a good it's a good card that I think fits pretty well into the format. Um, I think it would help. Um, obviously, uh, control decks would probably want to have quite a bit of it. Um, but I think it's like, yeah, I don't think it's a crazy power level. I do wonder um, when you put persist in, how much more persist do you want to put into? Uh, yeah, which could be problematic. But I think it's a really really cool card, and I mm-hmm. think it's an iconic card that's fun to have. Oh yeah, sweet. So. Uh, Carnage, your what's your next card that you think would be really fun? Yeah, so I know I, I know Rose said he wasn't doing them in order. Mine are in order of how yeah. much I want yeah. them in the format. Nice, um, nice. My next one is uh, Bale, Baleful Strix, um, <laughs> which is blue, black for a 1-1 flying death touch. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, draw a card. It happens to be an artifact creature. Yep. Um, it's just one of those cards that is just good. There's... <laughs> It, it's, ne- it's never great. It's never mm-hmm. bad. It's always good. Uh, I think that it would fit well. I don't think it falls into too many of like the artifact decks that they can really take advantage of the fact that it's an artifact. I mm-hmm. think it's just a really, really good, solid card to play in some sort of like Soltai mid-range or Esper mid-range deck, maybe in your control deck. Um, it's a card that's, you know, iconic in a sense too i think that you know you you reprint this into the format people are going to want to crack and play it and find it um so it's a card that i've always wanted to see it's a card that i love drafting in cubes and things like that um i'm sure somebody would break it and you know it would be very useful at something but Mm -hmm. i think it's a pretty safe card to put into the format yeah i I would agree that it does seem pretty pretty fun definitely add something to demir yeah, I think it's just, yeah, I don't think there's much to say about it. It's a pretty generic card, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's just good. That's all it is. It's a solid, oh, yeah. solid card. And this art is absolutely incredible. Oh yeah, it's great. I had to pull it up. Uh, so the secret layer and the original art are both incredible. Yeah, it's just like an iconic card. It's just really nice. It's a card that like you would crack in like some sort of say, you know, Pioneer Masters. It, it would probably still be an uncommon. You wouldn't probably mm-hmm. up it in any way and you'd just be happy to have them it would be you know fun because it would probably drive up the price a little bit too of like the uncommons which is always good for like a set um and i just think it's it's something people would want to play with they try to play with um Mm. it's just a good card oh yeah i agree sweet rose did you what was your next one my next one i'm gonna go with lingering souls okay Um, specifically this one's not so much for the format it's it's really for me um i just, I agree. I I just want to play mardu pyromancer mardu arcanist um and and every time i try to port a mardu pyromancer list it's like missing lingering souls i mean obviously mm-hmm. it's missing season pyromancer but i'm not gonna ask oh, yeah. i'm not gonna ask for that uh, but yeah, so Lingering Souls is a is two and a white mana sorcery. Um, put two one one white spirit creature tokens with flying on the battlefield, and it flashes back for one and a black. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's discounted on the on the flashback. 
so either you can cast hard cast it for the three late game or like mill it in in certain builds with with stitcher supplier and uh flash it back and get get a couple of little spirits nice for two mana yeah i legitimately think that card warps the format oh, oh, really? in, in in what in what I, everything yeah i think that it I, I don't know if 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 any of you played um, standard back in the day with Lingering Souls. I was just uh, after it. <laughs> yeah, Lingering Souls was actually like you either played it or you needed to find a way to beat it. Um, mm-hmm. It it's just it, in a format that's like underpowered in a sense. Um, having one card create four one one flyers is super good. It creates like either you need to be quicker than it or like be able to go over top of it it really bogs down like the mid-range game mm-hmm. it's a fun card love the card totally would love to see it in the format but i actually think that it weirdly would warp the format it used to also be a modern all-star yeah um, oh yeah yeah too. right uh, it, it's oh, an, just it, wait yeah if, if if that warps the format yeah <laughs> <laughs> We have Nightclubber in the format. It's it would be fine. Don't worry. I'm going. Not, I'm going backwards in order of how much it's going to upset Carnage. <laughs> so I actually do have order. Shockingly, that doesn't upset me because I do love the card. But if they get more warping than that, they're definitely going to warp. <laughs> oh yeah, they're getting more. They're getting more warping than that. More, more oppressive as they go. That's that's Rose's list. Yes, <laughs> oppressive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, so uh, I guess it's my number uh, two. Uh, so mine's a, mine's a weird one. It has a caveat to it. So I would print. Okay, so actually, wait, I'm going to say what. I, so first, before this card was printed, I would ban Karn the Great Creator. Okay, that's all I'm saying about the card. And then the card I would print is Collector Oof. Just, Collector Oof. But I'd ban Karn. I think that that could be fair. Because I think having four of those effects would be a bit much, but I think Collector <laughs> Oof is really cool. <laughs> so, so wait, your your goal is to ban ban the four mana Collector Oof. Yeah. To give us the two mana yes. Collector Oof. Okay. Yes. Okay. That, that's all I'm saying. A card people are already asking to be banned. Exactly. You want to give us a quicker Collector? Yeah, but. Yeah, but Oof doesn't grab Pestilent Cauldron. Exactly. I mean, Oof just like nerfs all artifacts, right? Like, 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 like. Think about it this it, way: like, it dies like you, to push. You, you, you play, like, to push. You play Collector Oof, and Rakdos Sack doesn't work. Like, they have a push. Even... They can play push. <laughs> I mean, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I that, that, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I do think that it would be like like a weird mirror to Karn mm-hmm. for sure. Like like it dies easier than Karn does, but it comes mm-hmm. out faster than Karn does. It doesn't get anything any extra value. But you know, later in the game they're cheaper to play and you can play like more of them. And yeah. and it's just green too, so it's a bit more restrictive. Uh, it's definitely mm-hmm. a fun card. I I, I yeah. agree. But no, it, no, I I think it would be way too good for the format, but I don't know. I just like Collector Oof. It's I, he's a funny boy. <laughs> I don't know. It goes. It goes both ways, right? I mean, again, yeah. what what amazing artifacts do we have that you're like trying to shut down? Grease Fang. 
yeah, I guess. I guess. But they, but, but, but again, they can deal, like you said, they have fatal push, yeah, yeah. they have things like that. They can deal with it easier than a Karn, for what mm-hmm. it's worth. But yeah. it would be fun. Yeah, that's my only thing. Like, I just dislike Karn because it shuts off, like, my Seekus chariots. I'm like, I'd much rather have a 2 2 to deal with than I would a giant Karn that searches up the thing that destroys my deck perfectly. And it's like, uh. But yeah. It I does agree. come down faster, but yeah. Uh, what was your next one, Carnage? Uh-huh. Mine was controversial. <laughs> my, my, my third one is actually my favorite card of all time. Okay. Nice. Uh, Hunt Master of the Fells. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that for two reasons it would be okay. Mm-hmm. One, I think four mana create two two twos is not all that much like mm-hmm. unseen anymore. So, you know, back, back when Hunt Master was uh legal and standard and things like that it was very very powerful now you know we have chariot that makes multiples and gets out of hand i think that you know the game has changed a little bit and two i think that gruel is kind of restrictive it's not like playing a gruel mid-range deck is like so easy and so powerful right now Mm. um but i think it would be interesting i think it slots nicely into niv decks uh, to have like a one-off of it it's just also my favorite card i do know oh, yeah. that eventually it would become too powerful um it's a four mana creature mm-hmm. uh it's two and a red and a green uh for a two two when he enters uh the battlefield or transforms uh you put a two two green wolf onto the battlefield and you gain two life and then he has the weird not day night thing back before they decided day night was mm-hmm. the way they were going to do it um, at the beginning of each upkeep, if no spells were cast last turn, he transforms. Mm-hmm. And when he flips, he flips into a 4-4 Trampler. Uh, and he deals two damage to target opponent and two damage to up to one creature. And at the beginning of your upkeep, if two spells were cast, he flips back. So he kind of just keeps going back and forth, making two twos, dealing damage and going back and forth. Um, do I think he'd probably be too powerful? Yeah, probably. But he is like my favorite card of all time. He was like the first card I spent like $40 on to have, oh, like, nice. you know, uh, this expensive card in my deck. Um, and he just brings back awesome memories. Nice. I was going to say, I, I completely disagree with you on the point that it'd be overpowered. I think the very fact that it has the old day night tech stuff holds it back because it's so easy to stop it from flipping back and forth as opposed to the new ones. Like, I just cast to consider. I think it would be underpowered, honestly. Really? Yeah, that's my opinion, but what is Rose? I, mean, I, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can What just happened? Rose, you're up, man. Hello? All right. I, I'm clicking through the tabs I have open right now. I'm trying to... I have I have six more tabs open with cards... That, oh. that I wanted to bring. Jeez, sorry, so my truck thing just froze. What happened? I missed it. Sorry. Oh, oh, I'm I'm gonna go. Okay, okay, sweet. Yeah, go. Sorry, sorry about that. My thing was frozen. I was like, what what happened? No problem. Um, I I think for my next card, I'm going to go with spell stutter sprite. Okay. Yeah, that one's a good one. I, I was having trouble deciding between Spell Stutter Sprite and Vendillion Click for this this slot um, because I do I do think that fairies need more support in Pioneer. Mm-hmm. And I think those two are obviously the the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Vendillion Click might be a little too much, so I'm, I'll read. Uh, so Spell Stutter Sprite is a one and a blue 
fairy wizard, mm. flash flying. When it enters the battlefield, when it comes into play, counter target spell with converted mana cost X or less, where X is the number of fairies you control. And the reason that I that I wanted to choose Vendillion Click over Spell Stutter Sprite is there's mm. so little fairy uh support in pioneer that like building up a board state of of like sticky fairies is really tough oh yeah uh, so it's it's hard to make x like really count um but yeah i think i think i'm safer putting spell stutter sprite in that slot so vendillion click is a one and two blue legendary fairy wizard flash flying when it enters the battlefield look at target player's hand you may choose a non-land card from it if you do, that player reveals the chosen card, puts it on the bottom of their library, then draws a card. Mm-hmm. So it's like a flash thought not seer, uh, like three one fairy wizard. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll obviously not Vendillion. <laughs> I go with spell like, Obviously, Vendillion Click is like way too powerful for the format. <laughs> like Vendillion Click instantly goes into Blue White Control, Demir Control, right? And that's what I don't want to do. I don't want to. I don't want to give Blue White Control anything today. Exactly. So Spell so, Stunner Sprite is probably the way. Or, or I mean, I mean, what are the other fairies? Like just Fairy Vandal, Raisin Fairy Vandal. Yeah, right. Bitter Blossom. <laughs> might, as, might as well just give him Vendillion click at that point if you're giving him bitter blossom i i will admit that fairies is a lot of fun when it was a good deck um in standard it was like you know obviously people have super fond men- memories of it and mm-hmm. it was like you know a deck that people would love i do think that if you put it into the format you would actually draw people to the format um they leave immediately I mean, yeah, but this I think that I think that Vendillion Click is too strong. I think that it definitely goes into like control decks, and they just start totally destroying you with it. Um, it's like it, it's honestly just like a like a two hundred times better Brazen Borrower. Um, so Spell Stutter Sprite is good. That's a good that that's a good card. You keep that one, Rose. That's a good good hot swap. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one's good. That one's good. Not Vendillion Click. We're not putting that into the format. <laughs> <laughs> nice um so so my next card it, it's an old one uh it's oversold cemetery so the card is from i can't remember what's that anyway at the beginning of your upkeep if you have four or more creature cards from your graveyard or if you have four or more creature cards in your graveyard you may return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand it's one in a black enchantment from onslaught it's a really bad card like won't do anything it costs fourteen dollars though, and so I really want it reprinted into Pioneer. <laughs> Bridge is over here making his commander deck cheaper. I need it. It's a, for my Canadian Highlander deck, okay? There, there we go. I knew it was for some sort of format. No, nobody picks this obscure, like nothing to do with anything format card, and goes like, "Yeah, reprint this into it." I it's- also just think it's really cool. Like it, it doesn't like it doesn't do anything. Like it. It's literally a two-man do nothing enchantment, but like, I get to draw an extra card every turn. But I jump through hoops. <laughs> it's it, it, it's definitely like a testament to what Magic used to be. Like the mm-hmm. fact that this card does nothing to help itself. It doesn't mill a card. It doesn't um, you know make you discard cards. It does nothing to help itself. It just comes down 
and you waste your entire second turn doing it. Exactly. It's just It speaks volumes to where we are with cards being printed in the last few years versus Onslaught, which, don't get me wrong, Onslaught was one of the funnest sets um, from back in the day. But still, very oh, yeah. powered. Very. Oh. $14 is a lot for that card. Yeah, I, would... I don't know why it's so expensive. Oh, no, never mind. It's $17 now. Even worse. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that, that was my uh, third one. Uh, what's your next one? <laughs> my next one, I've brought it up many times. Rose probably already knows. I want Geist of St. Thrash. Uh, I think <laughs> I think Geist of St. Thraft is exactly what we want in the format. It is a good finisher. Mm-hmm. It can easily be blocked. And it's a card that people will want to play. It will hold value. Uh, it will be like an instantly $20 card. You'll open mm-hmm. it. You won't be upset about opening it. Um, it's wicked art. Some of the best art on like oh, all yeah. of its versions. Uh, it's a... One, white, and blue, so three mana for a 2-2 two, two hexproof. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever a Geist of St. Thraft attacks, you put a 4-4 four, four white angel token onto the battlefield with flying, tapped and attacking. At the end of your at the end of combat, exile that token. Um, so he's a good finisher. He does it very, very quickly, but he gets blocked by anything two power or more, and he just dies. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's a great card. It's a card that I had so much fun playing with uh, when it was around. Uh, I, I actually still play it in modern today whenever I get the opportunity to, not saying that it's good, uh, but I do like to play with it. Uh, and like I said, I think that when you're making, you know, say a master set, which this obviously would be, um, mm-hmm. you want cards that draw people to it, that they want to open, that hold value. And I think that that's the perfect type of card to put in. People instantly go, oh my god, it's too powerful. And we'll quickly realize that magic has just come an incredibly long way since that point in time. And that yeah. this card is just fine. Okay, I have one thing to say. Sure. I wouldn't like that card in the format in the format just because I know somebody's going to play in a discontinuity deck. And I just got discontinuity three times in a row today. So I'm like... <laughs> two mana to end your turn you can do that at the end of your turn to keep the angel it's so mean i mean come on that's like so low value right like nobody's going to i mean yeah maybe it fits into that new like yeah proof deck but overall it's just gonna be a card that people force that isn't very good similar to when they unbanned Bloodbraid elf in modern and everybody went oh no it's too powerful and the card spiked in price everyone tried to play it and you realize magic has just come way too far in the last, you know, 10 years that some of these cards just are obsolete at this point. They're just fun and nostalgic. And I think that Geist of St. Thraft is one of them. Yeah, I, I would agree. I don't think it's too powerful. It's it's a 2-2, like, you know. <laughs> but yeah. And I think, uh, Rose, you are next? Yeah, is this is this my last one or do I have two more? Uh, you, I think you, you have two more. one and the next one. All right. Yeah, I, all right, I have them all right. right now. So yeah, we each have one more. All right. I'm going to go, then, with Kaya's Guile. Okay. Ooh. It's one. One, one white-black instant. Choose two. Mm-hmm. Each opponent sacrifices a creature. Exile all cards from each opponent's graveyard. Create a 1-1 one, one white and black spirit creature token with flying. You gain four life. It has entwine, um, which is a keyword that's not... I tried to stay away from keywords we don't already have in the format, but I guess I, I messed that up. Don't worry. It has, it has entwine three, so you choose all if you pay the entwine cost. So for six mana, um, mm-hmm. you 
you have your opponent sacrifice a creature, exile all cards from their graveyard, create a 1-1 one, one white black spirit, creature token with flying, and gain four life. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's a I super think, good card. I think it's a good yeah. card, too. I, I remember Brad Sefer, he was talking about on his last, last podcast, if he could bring a card in, he would bring that one in, too. Which, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he just said that. I, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, nice. Rose's theme was not cards that upset me. It was all cards that seem innocuous, but are going to absolutely be (laughs) like like Kyle's Guile is one of those cards that, like, in modern, because there are things that do what it does better, it's like just good. But in like Pioneer, we don't have anything that does those, especially in those colors and that efficiently. That like it would instantly make like either like an Esper control deck or even like a black white mid range deck, like really, really, yes. really powerful. It just, it, it really is like a do it all kind of spell. Instant speed is just what makes it like even more powerful. I think like, I, I think that card is like exactly that. Like you'd print it into a standard set and you would think, Hey, this is going to be fine. Just like lingering souls. And they're both just going to like, absolutely like, uh, like warp the format around them. Maybe I'm overselling them, but I, I know they're powerful cards and I know that they're just, <laughs> underutilized in a, in a format that is like too powerful for them. I just, I just feel like Orzhov doesn't have, yeah, right. <laughs> I just feel like Orzhov doesn't, doesn't get anything in Pioneer. Oh, yeah. There's no, there's no reason at all to be playing Mardu in Pioneer unless you're playing Grease Fang. Like, I've tried endlessly to play different like Mardu variants of decks and it just, it ends up being just like a worse version of either like Grixis or Jezkai, or even, like, a worse version of two-color decks. Like, I don't know. Kai's Guile would would also help me with my on my quest to play Mardu Pyromancer, so. <laughs> I think that, I personally think it would it'd probably be fine, but I, I could see why it would be too much. Like, like again, I, I mean, obviously, yeah. it's a three-mana instant that, like, does some things. It's obviously not, like, you know, maybe I over-exaggerate warping the format, but it's definitely like a powerful card that mm-hmm. you would see all the time. It's, you know, it would it would just be in anything that is black white. Like you would play it, whether it's in the sideboard, the main board. Mm-hmm. And to me, mm-hmm. that's what makes a card like warp a format is when you do see it, you know, you'd be looking through uh, tournament results and it would be, you know, one of the cards that's in there as, you know, one of the most played cards. And that's, you know, something that it doesn't get to see in its other formats because the formats are too powerful. So we kind of think it's innocuous, but it's really not. Yeah, that makes sense. Sweet. So I, I guess it's my next one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm going to say one that, you know what? I know it's going to break the format. It's going <laughs> to destroy it. it. It's too good, but I really like it. Uh, Eternal Witness. I think it'd be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it would destroy Pioneer, though. I know it. Eternal Witness. <laughs> wow. I know. Eternal Witness is... It's... A, it's... it's Okay, it's an underrate creature. That's all I'm going to say. It, it, it's a 2-1 for one green-green. That's really bad stats. Just think about it. <laughs> and it just has a little text that just says, when it enters the battlefield, return target card from your graveyard to your hand. <laughs> it's, it's really... It's a bad Fire. card. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, I can tell you right now why it breaks the format. Collected company. Oh, yeah, exactly. Coco's twice in a row. Twice in a row. You go, like, Reflector Mage, Eternal Witness, get back Coco, bounce their best creature, you have another Coco. They know it, you know it, 
super powerful. Like, like that alone right there, that's just too powerful. You can't have both in the format together. Like, uh, if, you, if you want an eternal witness, it would need to be timeless witness. Yeah. Because it couldn't be hit by Coco. I think that, yeah. that would be, like, the decider between the two of them. What if it obviously, was a turn? <laughs> obviously, a good card. Love mm-hmm. to see it. It's a fun card that, like, you know, can help other decks to, like, survive. But, like, yeah, probably just too powerful. I would take an Eternal Witness that, like, the, the one that from Kamigawa, if it didn't exile itself, like, what's up with that? <laughs> it dies and it exiles itself. It's like, that makes it so bad. Just give me anything. Yeah. Well, it's to make sure you can't loop them together. That's, I'll take it. I want something. I want to loop something. Part. They're like, no, we don't want, we know if we print this, people are going to loop them. And like, that's what they've experienced with Eternal Witness and some of the other ones that do that. And they're like, no, it's exactly why like they realize now that when they print, uh, like take extra turn cards, they're like, it needs to be exiled because people are going to abuse it. If it sits in the graveyard, I like every single one now we get is always like exile it. So you can't have that effect anymore because some effects are just too powerful to give us multiple times. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that was my t- final, uh, my second to last one. My next one's my favorite card. What was your final one? My, this, is the, this is the final one. Yeah. My final one. Everyone who listens is going to be like, you're crazy. But I'm telling you right now, it's not as good as it seems. Okay? But it's going to sound crazy. I think that they should print Liliana the Veil. Oh. Yeah, I, in, I could see that. Into Pioneer. It, 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 it's going to be one of those similar Jace the Mind Sculptor type situations. It's a card that people hold in this high regard because it dominated standard it was a major player in modern for a long period of time it's like a what and probably still to this day it, it's you know it's a hundred dollar card it's always held its value it's like honestly one of a beautiful art really really nice card card people stick to i don't think it's crazy powerful for the format i think it's powerful and i think that it does make a major impact and it yeah. you know it creates decks it keeps decks where they need to be but I think that it's necessary. Right now, the best control deck is blue-white control. Mm-hmm. It, it is by a mile at this point. And I think that Liliana the Veil closes that gap and allows you to play Demir, allows you to play some of the other black mid-range decks because this really eats the blue-white control deck. Oh, Discarding yeah. cards every single turn is just too powerful for them. It doesn't let them kind of you know go crazy with, with Teferi. Yeah. Um, sacrifice a creature is like sometimes really good sometimes it's not it it has a powerful ultimate which is you know what a planeswalker needs i think that three mana planeswalkers are more common now they're you know they they have been inherently powerful before i think that it's i, I think that it's safe i think that it's definitely like i said it's an all-star it's a card we see all the time it's mm-hmm. you know it's going to be easy easily a 150 dollar card but I think that it would be nice to have a card that you open, that you go, holy crap, this is never losing its value. And I know Rose wants it because he's like, oh man, I'm slamming this in black-red decks. Um, but <laughs> I think it's good. I think I, I, I think that it wouldn't be crazy if we got this card in the format at some point in time. Yeah, yeah. so I, I have 
I, I think I've already said it, but I, I made a list of like eight and I've been whittling it down as I go. And you mentioning Liliana of the Veil vale means now I am down to seven cards to choose from. Oh, uh, nice. That, yeah. So that was that was on my extended list too. Nice. I was gonna say. Uh, I, I also think it would be it would be just fine. I, 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 it's 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 not just fine. Like I I'm I'm intelligent enough to know that this card is going to be really good it's going to be yeah. like a card that you you play black you play liliana the veil like that's mm -hmm. just what's going to be in there i, I know that yeah. but i think that it helps fight some of the problems that we're currently having mm -hmm. and i think that it also has like really big drawback like you slam a turn three liliana the veil and you're playing phoenix the phoenix player is laughing yeah. you play grease fang the the grease fang player is laughing like this is just what they mm -hmm. want to do and they don't and they're like whatever so I don't think that like it just comes in and it absolutely dominates like it did when it was in standard and in modern at a time when modern wasn't what it looks like now. Yeah. And I think that it does really, really good things against some decks and some of those decks are very, very powerful currently. And I think that it helps and, you know, make some of the other decks a bit more powerful. Like imagine this in Grease Fang. Like, mm -hmm. This is the card you want in Grease Fang. You're like, damn, finally, like a powerful Planeswalker that I can play in my deck and just like, I need to have four of them. So I do yeah. think that it's good. I, I do know it's powerful, and I do know that you'd see it in, like, every black deck. It'd be now, I, like, Thoughtseize, Fatal Push, Liliana. That's how you make your black deck. You're like, all right, I've got oh, yeah. 12 cards. What do I do now? <laughs> I completely agree. My one thing is, is I would, if Liliana the Veil, I would add another color to it. It's the only thing, like, I would just add a color to it so that it can't just be slammed into black-red. Because, like, it's such a perfect fit. I think black red would be like extremely powerful. Like well, almost unbeatable. Yeah. So no, so so I thought it through. The problem with black red is that it's yeah. flush with three drops. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is another three drop that you have to add. Okay. Agreed. Very, very powerful. Yeah. But you have to cut something. Okay. So whatever they choose to cut, mm -hmm. you know, let's say future here, will change the deck in a certain way. So if they mm -hmm. cut, say Fable of the Mirror Breaker. It means that it it's losing some of its staying power at the end of games. It's way to catch yeah. up. It's way to compete. If it cuts one of the creatures, like Graveyard Trespasser or Bone Crusher Giant, it makes the deck slower mm -hmm. and less grindy at the beginning of games. You know, it loses a removal spell if it's Bone Crusher Giant. It loses mm -hmm. some of its game against Phoenix. So I think that no matter what, they hurt themselves somewhere. They if definitely they cut Chandra. They they def well see you cut Chandra like. Now you're missing that top end. Like, yeah, Lily out of the Veil is great, but there are, like, certain phases of the game where it just doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when you draw Chandra during a game, you're like, this is good all the time because yeah, it technically true. draws cards. You draw Lily out of the Veil at the end of a game, it doesn't really do anything. Most of you are top decking. You don't really care that it's plusing. Yes, it has a, a powerful ultimate that it can get to, but I, I, I think that it changes their deck. I'm not saying it doesn't help their deck. Yeah. I'm just saying it changes the sense. deck. It doesn't just slot in to, like, a crappy card that they don't want. It, mm -hmm. it, the deck is already so tight that it has to lose something. And so oh, that I think sense. that it just gets better in some matchups and maybe worse in other matchups. I don't think it changes its spot in the format. That makes but sense. But I might be wrong. I thought this sense. out. This is, this is my card, guys. I'm telling <laughs> you. This is my card. I thought this one out. <laughs> Sweet. So I think Rose now. Last one? one, Rose. Come yeah, on. last one. Last All one. All right. All right. All right. Okay. 
I'll go with Birds of Paradise. Oh my god. (laughs) Birds of Paradise. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it first. There there could be a person that doesn't know Birds of Paradise. One green mana. It's a creature, it's a bird, which is which is a very relevant archetype. Uh, oh yeah. Flying. Uh, tap. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. And it's a zero one. Okay. So my thought process here is it at so it's mana fixing, right? It's 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 nine through twelve elves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh <laughs> This doesn't immediately break like the mono green decks. Like mm-hmm. they already have their eight elves, right? Yeah. They're not gonna play twelve. Right? It just Maybe. makes Niv. <laughs> it just it just makes Niv much better. Yeah. I, I think I think it would take more than Birds of Paradise to break Niv. Yeah. But I again I'm I'm speaking in a room with somebody who has played a lot of Niv. Uh, who who taught me that Sylvian Karyatid is the best card in the entire Niv deck? Well, because it, How it much... makes you good against Burn. <laughs> yeah, no, right. Birds, it... of, Birds of Paradise doesn't do that. Exactly. Two, two, <laughs> two, two, two things. One, one, it's by far, for anybody listening out there, he's making it sound like it's just some stupid bird. It is not. Okay. <laughs> one, there is an incredibly famous magic sentence that is always bolt the bird that doesn't just come up because it's not a good card it's a very very powerful card two but we don't have bolt we don't have bolt exactly (laughs) yeah that's yeah that's even worse that's even worse we need bolt to keep it in check one it instantly replaces four of the elves in, in mono green so you just made them easier to splash colors into which is not what we want because the deck is already powerful and now you want to like step it up a level. It <laughs> it definitely makes Niv better. I, I agree with you. I don't think it's like massive percentage points that like Niv all of a sudden becomes a dominant deck or anything like that. I think that Karyatid's still actually a little bit better. Um, like, you know, similar to what Bridger said, it blocks better. It doesn't die, which is really nice because that's the problem with Bird is that like it makes Fatal Push good, which is something that like Niv is really good at just blanking in red-black midrange. But I do think that it would be fun for the format because it would make a lot of other mid-range decks survive and like viable. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it, it helps mono green maybe too much. But I mean, if we're following our game plan here, Karn's already banned. So like, we're all good. We're, we're, exactly. we're, we're aces at this point. Karn's gone. He's out of the format. We have Collector Oof now. Now we got birds. <laughs> um, so I, 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 I think it can survive at that point. Uh, but it's definitely a really, 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 really good card. Uh, and I do think that it makes mono green better. Uh, it would definitely be an iconic card. I'll give you that. It's definitely well, iconic. So in, in this plan, we also have Ancient Ziggurat. So our, our five-color creature decks are are really coming along. Oh, really yes. coming along. They're just chugging. <laughs> I mean, oh, sorry. We, I mean, we also have Eternal Witness. We, 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 I mean, green is just booming right now. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kitchen thinks. <laughs> yeah kitchen there we go we're just coco city over here watch out (laughs) people will be casting cocos early getting them back oh this is a format i don't want to be a part of 
Okay, but I, <laughs> my final card, it fixes all the the problems that the format would have. I, I guarantee right. it. It's not just my favorite card, okay? Hear me out. Okay, so one and a black. Okay, creature is a 2-1. Okay? okay, hear me out. <laughs> it has protection from white and exalted. It's Knight of Infamy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's my favorite card ever. <laughs> it definitely doesn't fix the problems we've created. I can tell no, you that. It does not. I just really like the card. It's like, like I remember it was the first card I ever played with, and I love it. And uh, the other card, the new one, the doesn't. It's just not the same as protection. The I can't remember what it is. It's the Knight of Malice. It just doesn't do the same. It, it honestly. It's definitely a card. Of all the cards, I agree this card can be in the format. It's fine. Sleeve it up, put it in the format. It's good with me. I have no problems with this card. I just do, really like Do do you give us the counterpart that's pro black too? No. Or do no, we just you get the black only have We just get me. the black one. We just get the do black you, one. Do you just hate Wandering Emperor? Yes. I okay. my entire deck is built to beat Wandering Emperor. But also, it's built like like I've literally never <laughs> lost a game. I've I've played a game where they've resolved four wandering emperors and I beat it. And it's a mid range deck. You're not supposed to beat that. But four I have questing beasts. I only have three of those. No, uh, uh, the new tireless tracker is really good versus the water. Right. Yep. Nice. Anyway, yeah, that was my final one. <laughs> it's just my favorite card. I don't know why. <laughs> I, like I said, it's fine. Of all the cards we named today, you can have it. Exactly. You guys no thought problem. I was going to say Bob. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was like, oh man, this guy's this guy's saying dark confidant. We're just we're we're just up in the power. We're, we're we're just making it modern from like 2014. Here we go. It's just modern from 2014. Uh, uh, yeah. Actually, this cannot be blocked by lingering souls. Exactly. Mm. Fixes the format. There Done. you go. Sorry, Peter. Actually, though, Lingering Souls decks get to play. Exactly. So. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the formats. The formats banned. Wait, actually, I think we just like it, oh, if all of those cards were illegal, like Absan would probably be the best deck. Because <laughs> like, is that what we did? I think. I, so. think oh, yeah. I honestly, I still say, if all these cards are here, Coco is the best deck. Exactly. Coco Absan. Yeah. By 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 like a mile. You're. Eternal your kitchen fixes and eternal witness is on Coco. Ah. Unbeatable. Collector Oof. So you get to put that in your sideboard of your Coco <laughs> deck, too. You're like, damn, you're not getting to play any artifacts against me. It's, uh, oh, man. Honestly, I, if you've never been eternal witnessed Coco before, you don't know how agony really feels. <laughs> my, my honorable mentions, the tabs I still have left open, <laughs> are Aether Vile. Champion of the Parish. And, oh, yeah, and, and, and Inquisition of Kozilek. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah, keep, 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 keep those in your tabs, please. My, <laughs> my, my they will honor, forever remain. My Jesus. one honorable mention was Go for the Throat, just because I hate the other versions of it we have in Pioneer. Go go, oh. go for the Throat I'd like. Yeah. I'd like. A, card, a card I debated on putting in was Path to Exile. Ah, uh, I think we have a, enough good removal already with like fateful absence in white. Well, see that fateful, fate, fateful absence sucks. Uh -huh. March is like always a turn behind unless mm -hmm. you give up a card. And path to exile, 
the land actually really matters, you know, similar mm-hmm. to Assassin's Trophy. But yeah. I didn't want Blue White to be any better, so I left it off the list. But I do think that it would be an interesting card to like kind of put into the format as it has like a really big drawback, but it is very mm-hmm. powerful. I, I like cards like that that are generally not great exchanges sometimes and sometimes really great exchanges. But oh, yeah. I left it off the list because Blue White Control doesn't need any help. Oh, oh sorry. Sure. I just found another tab. Uh, Bump in the Night. Oh, I love Bump Wait, in that's the night. one that uh, it has flashback and it deals three damage. So yeah, bump, bump in the night is is uh, one black sorcery. Yeah. Target opponent loses three life. Flashback for six. Yeah, yeah. That, that card, a fun card. That 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 card. I actually like. For a while, it was in burn. It made like burn be like this weird uh, Mardu burn deck. Um, yeah, yeah that'd be kind of sick. Okay, so then. Uh, I think that concludes this section where everybody uh, tells their cards they would want reprinted. But we had another part set up, and I didn't realize it was going to take so long. <laughs> but it's just <laughs> one card each. We each made a custom card <laughs> that we thought would be kind of fun. So yeah, uh, yeah. you guys want to just do the same order where we say our No, let's, let's start with you, Bridger. Oh, okay, oh. fine. Uh, so, uh, so the name is it Sanguine Sanctifier. I made sure it wasn't an actual card name. It's okay. It's Jesus, named your card? Black and a green. And it's a creature. Uh, zombie Noble. Uh, it has Ward 2. Okay. It's two mana, Ward 2. That, that's pretty good already. Uh, can't be blocked by creatures with power 2 or less. That's my favorite form of evasion. They haven't keyworded it, <laughs> but I just really like it. It's yeah. Cat Oven can get fucked. I hate it. <laughs> Um, lifelink. Okay, that's it. And when you cast this spell, make a blood token and exile a card from a graveyard. It's a 3-2. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's all, okay. all, all right. it. That's all it is. That's exactly. all it is. Exactly. It's got a lot of keywords. <laughs> Honestly, I, I have to say, I am so impressed with the detail that you put into this card, and now I feel like I was totally unprepared. My card has no name. Like, I was just waiting for, like, a flavor text from you, too. Like, oh, no. Here's the flavor text. Here's, here's the flavor text, too, of the card. Like, okay, so honestly, you, you did a good job. Like, I actually picture the card. Like, I can see the card. I gave, I gave it a picture. I That was really well done. Uh, I'll give you that. Very, There's very well done. There's too many words on it for flavor text. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Similar to the question. Yeah. He doesn't get exactly. flavor text. But I, I, I commend you for, for what you did. And I do think that it's it would be actually a fine card, considering green black isn't like some actual like color combination that people are playing, and that is like a top deck. And so I yeah. do think like a helpful creature for that would help push that. Because mm-hmm. uh, right now the creatures at their two drop slot are a little bit iffy. Pack leader is the best one. I really love pack leader though; it's so good. Yeah, but it's demanding, right? Two yeah. two two green on turn two for mm-hmm. a deck is sometimes a bit demanding. Yeah, you only need, I think. With Karnstein mana bases, you need 20 green sources, which is pretty achievable because you have fast lands and pain lands. Thank but, God. But yeah, it's still. Not 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 all decks get their fast lands. Yeah, that's true. But black green specifically, because I really like black green. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think Rose is next in this little circle. If we're sure, doing. yeah. Uh, do I, I, I didn't have a name for Okay, my that's card, fine. I feel bad I now. now. No, I do now. I do uh, <laughs> So, so it's, it's it's Liliana the second to the last hope. Oh god! Uh, 
So I, I created this as my custom card instead of putting Liliana of the Veil into my five uh, mm -hmm. reprints. Um, so it's it's too black black like okay. like any any Liliana should be. So the reasoning here, there's no there's there's not really great Liliana options in Pioneer. Yeah, we have the Last Hope, and somehow it's not good enough. Um, so my turn is too late. <laughs> yeah, right. So. So hopefully the second to the last hope will fill the slot. So it is one more mana than the last hope. Okay. Uh, it comes in at four loyalty. It has a passive. Okay. Which 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 is like Kalidus minus the exile. So okay. every time an opponent's creature dies, you create a two-two zombie. Okay. That's that's the that's, passive. That's pretty sick, actually. Uh, it's zero. Is each oh. player discards a card. Okay. <laughs> And it's minus three. It comes in at four. It's minus three is mill three, then return a creature CMC three or less from the graveyard to the battlefield. To the battlefield. Oh. To nice. the battlefield. Straight to, to the battlefield. battlefield. They're skipping their hands. A, is there an ultimate? Or is this, no. Oh, There's okay. no plus, no ultimate. Okay, that's... Okay, okay. Yeah. I, was waiting, I, I was waiting for Jace the Mind Sculptor over here. Four abilities, yeah. an ultimate. I was like, oh, here Honestly, Roche just made the black chase the mind sculptor. I guess. No, I know, I know Maro's listening, and I wanted to make a card that that they will actually listen to me say and then create. So honestly, I, I, I think I went at pretty three. Fair. Like I could see that at three, and you just yeah, make it so that right, ultimate right. is at three, maybe. So so it's just it starts at three and it has a negative three, so it dies immediately if you use it. But like oh. No. Well, maybe. I don't know. But maybe the whole card I could see at three. <laughs> at I three mean, mana? I mean, having having four loyalty is okay. The fact that it yeah. has no pluses, right? So it can mm -hmm. still only downtick one time. Yep. Um, which is which which is decent. It just has a nice passive. I think it's a fun card, but I think that Kalidus shows you how powerful it already is. And you just said, like, hey, I want something less interactive. <laughs> I want something people yeah, yeah, yeah. fill with like a right. revolted fatal push. I want something that gives me all the value a little bit more <laughs> and it's hard to kill. Uh, but I do I do agree that we are missing a like actually good like black planeswalker. Yeah. Like we don't Same actually way. have one. And that's like what kind of stops Demir control from competing with blue white control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they just don't have they don't have like a really good blue black or black planeswalker that is like worth not playing to fairy and wandering emperor over so i could see mm -hmm. that being um something that would be cool you know you, you you play that on turn five with a fatal push you've got a creature now and you know it's i i, I like that it's pretty good okay so it's yours my card now feels really shitty compared to you guys but <laughs> um i didn't give it a name but i'll give it a quick one it's uh smite the ghosts Okay. It's one colorless. That's it. Instant. Exile all blue creatures. Okay. That's it. It does nothing else. <laughs> does nothing else. It, I gave it a flavor text. Get wreck spirits. Um, that's that's all it is. Um, it's, that's, that's what I, the format needs. We need a way to just get rid of that deck. I absolutely can't stand playing against it. Uh, this is totally personal for me. I'm tired of having no good answers. When you want to play your fun decks, you're like, oh, this is going to be such a fun 
league that I'm in. And then you get queued into it like three times. It just goes like turn one, spectral sailor at the end of your turn one, slaps a curious obsession on, is protected forever. There's nothing okay. you can do about it. I'm tired of it. I want okay, all I was... my decks to be able to play eight cards. You know, or you know what spirits? Five. You know what spirit that doesn't kill the ones that lingering soul creates. Exactly. Yeah. They're well, allowed. They're, they're, they're allowed to survive. I want all blue creatures dead. And that's why I specifically made sure it was blue creatures. I don't want to oh, hurt yeah. bent spirits. I don't mm-hmm. want to hurt uh, you know other weird creature decks. I want to just hurt mono blue spirits. That's all. You I so do you do you bring oh. it in against against like the dream trawler matchups or do you just bring that in against spirits just spirits you have four of them in your sideboard if you hate spirits that's what it's there for and it's colorless because you can play it in any of your decks mono red burn if you want honestly it makes mono green karn better i don't care i'm tired of the deck i hate playing against it it's stupid it ruins lotus field and i need an answer and that's what i want I was going to say, you forgot some text. It, it needs to say can't be countered just because they will counter that spell every time because they have that, that stupid, that one mana spirit that oh, counters yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna snare guys, 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 I don't want it to be too imp- oppressive. I just want it to be <laughs> Okay? I'm, I'm not up here trying to totally be unfair. It's fair. It can be countered. But, but I every want deck to, can play it. Every deck it's can colorless. play it. Yeah, every yeah. deck can play it. And it's you know what it needs to void. That, that's what okay. it needs. So it can't be mystical disputed. Okay, yeah, you know what too? Actually, you should make it an artifact instant so Karn can grab it from the sideboard. So you run three. No, and no, then too powerful. You you went too far again. Just like uncountable. That's too powerful. It can't be too powerful. I just want it to exist so that when I'm playing my fun decks in leagues, I can say, ah, oh, put four of these in in case I run into that freaking unfun deck. And that's what I want. You know, black, black, red midrange gets it too. They all get it. Everyone gets to play it if they want. It's a personal choice. I, that's exactly. the part I want. If we, even spirits. If, if even spirits, yeah, you, you can play it too. I mirror destroyed. If, if wizards are listening, that's what I want. Give me the card, and you'll and you'll never lose a pioneer player. I'll always be there. I'll always play. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, that that I, I gotta say that is a genius. I did not see that coming. <laughs> Expecting the threat or something. Nope. No. Fuck spirits. The card. Yeah, get wrecked. I want Vendillion Click now. I I feel like I got yelled at for Vendillion Click. And, <laughs> man, Vendillion Click exists, and if you give wizards the wrong idea, they're gonna print it. They're not printing my card, bros. Get over it. They're never listening to this. They might. They don't care. They don't want my card. But they might print Vendillion Click, and I don't want to see it. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to be playing blue against blue like control. And all of a sudden, end of turn, tap three mana, take the best card I have in hand, untap, and me going like, ah, what the hell? No, I don't want that. I want to kill spirits, and so does so do most people. <laughs> yeah, the only a reason lot of I people would... are saying this. Yeah, the only a lot of people ever... don't like spirits. The only reason I have a problem with this card is because I've been playing a lot of uh, blue black Delver, and that would just ruin me. Yeah. All my creatures mm. are blue. Co- collateral damage. <laughs> collateral damage. Uh. <laughs> That's so sad. Kills Thing in the Ice, kills Ledger Shredder too. You can bring it in. It has utility in some other matchups. Printed yeah. Wizards. Perfect. I'm sure, I, I'm sure they Cowards. listen to this podcast every week. 
exactly. and print it. No, what, they didn't. But what if they did it for every single color combination? Just the same thing, just a full cycle. Just fine. It fair. I, fine. <laughs> they, they 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 all go Magic in my Lotus Field sideboard. No, they they all go in my Lotus Field sideboard. It doesn't bother me at all. I get them all. I have no creatures. Kill them all. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, uh, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast now. Uh, I almost forgot we were doing this. That was just... <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, that, that, that's all I had. Um, I guess uh, thank everybody. I guess thanks to everybody for listening. And where can they find you, fine gentlemen, online or anything? Where, where are you? Tell us where you are physically in the real world. <laughs> where are yourself. you right now? Uh, <laughs> if you're... If you're looking for me, um, I'm Carnage Cards ENT on pretty much anything. Uh, mm-hmm. Twitter, Modo, Arena, the whole shebang. Uh, I'm also a content creator for PlayingPioneer.com, best website in the world. If you're looking for anything yep. Pioneer, please check us out. We have incredibly hardworking people that do an amazing job daily. And I promise if you come once, you'll come every day. We are just that terrible. That's gross. That's not what I meant. But great website. Come check us out. Thank you. You're saying that, that reminded me of like puberty or something. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> our new motto. <laughs> come on, so come every day. You'll come every day. <laughs> I'm writing that down. <laughs> Where can All they right. find you, Rose? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at uh, Rose underscore MTG, um, but uh, mostly just on playing Pioneer. Um, my, I we have a, a Twitter account mm-hmm. uh, that's playing Pioneer. We also just launched the Playing Explorer Twitter account. Um, because we were we were doing everything all under one, but a lot of people were like, "I only play Explorer, I only play Pioneer." Uh, so we have both now. Um, you can find me at playingpioneer.com, uh, where if you come once, you'll come every day. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're on we're on Reddit at Playing Pioneer. Uh, we're on YouTube at Playing Pioneer. Uh, Twitch at Playing Pioneer. It's usually mm-hmm. Carnage that's streaming on Twitch. He streams and challenge every weekend. Uh, sometimes Sweet. I stream some Explorer there. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Sweet. And if anybody wants to find me, you can find me on all of, uh, most of the Pioneer flavored discords and the Explorer discord as Bridger, also an elk, uh, because I had that username as a joke and then i just kept it for too long and uh if you want to find uh, me on twitter it's also there and i think that's it um that's all the socials uh the the this uh these guys' socials will be plugged in the link if you want to find them and i think that's everything uh i guess i'll talk to you all next time yeah yeah <laughs> all right thanks for having me thanks Remember, for having me on you come once to this podcast, you'll come every day. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.